What makes the devil tremble? Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I'm your host today and I am joined by Pastor Trevor Maine. Welcome Pastor Trevor. Thank you Julie. It's great to be together again and I look forward to the conversation mm-hmm. that we're going to be able to share. Me too. Yeah, we are closing in on the end of our identity theft series. Yeah. About halfway through. A little over a halfway. A little over halfway. Mm-hmm. And just to mention on January 30th, we are having a pastor's panel which we did something similar in the summertime where we had all three pastors um, speaking different parts of a similar message, I guess you could say. And this time on January 30th, we are aspiring to answer your questions. So if you have any questions about your identity in Christ or what God says about you as a Christ follower, as a child of God, or what Satan is trying to do, anything along those lines, please um, send us an email. You can email Pastor Renee. It's renee at waynefleetbic.com or send a text to 905-327-8684 and we would love to um, consider your question. So, Pastor Trevor, what is the lie that you shared about? Yeah, well, we jumped in with the third lie in Mm -hmm. this sermon series and the lie that the devil presents to us that it is okay to have a passive faith. Mm. So it's almost as if the devil is saying, just take it down a notch. It's okay. It's okay to have Mm -hmm. a faith that's passive. What would you consider a passive faith? What are characteristics of Well, on Sunday, I thought there's a little description I used, a comparative to saying a passive faith is similar to a number of things. And so I suggested that a passive faith is a lot like a parked car Mm. or a anchored ship or a sleeping soldier or a sitting duck. Those are (laughs) all of those things. They have potential. You know, the duck could fly or swim. The soldier could be out fighting. The car could be driving, going somewhere, the ship could be carrying cargo, but as long as they're passive, Mm -hmm. they're just sitting. Yes, and Uh, they that makes them, well, it's the sitting duck one that stood out to me, because you think of a sitting duck as someone or something that's vulnerable, right? So and with um, Satan, I think, introducing this lie that it's okay to have a passive faith. Mm-hmm. He's basically trying to let the air out of our tires of our Christian faith yeah. so that we don't accomplish much, that we let life go by mm-hmm. and we don't really engage living according to our true identity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So um, I guess part of that is knowing our identity so what yeah. is the truth yeah and you uh, talked about the truth that we can embrace which pushes mm-hmm. back against uh, the devil's lie that it's okay to have a passive faith mm-hmm. it's an identity revealed in scripture mm-hmm. and i think that's a key thing for us as christians um, that we take our cues from who we are not from the devil yes uh, but we take it from god from scripture and so as we open scripture And we find a passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter Mm 3 that says we are co-laborers together with Jesus. And so that is a succinct um, expression of truth that says we co-labor with Jesus. And so when the devil whispers the lie to us that 
It's okay to have a passive faith. We can resist that and can embrace the truth that instead we are co-laborers together with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Can you describe what a co-laborer means? Or how that would yeah. look for us? The second passage of scripture that I presented on Sunday kind of illustrated that as well from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, describing a co-laborers with Jesus being similar to a pair of oxen, if we can imagine this agricultural illustration, who are yoked together mm-hmm. because Jesus in that passage invites us to come and to take his yoke upon us, to learn from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he invites us to work at, at alongside him. And maybe a clear way for us to understand that is basically being co-workers with Jesus is apprenticing with him. Mm-hmm. He knows more than we do. Yeah, He's, he's the expert. And he invites us to, to work with him. He invites yeah. us into his apprenticeship program. And so we can work alongside him and mm-hmm. learn from him. And he'll show us how to do the job and to get it done right, to set a good manageable pace. Yeah. And it's like um, working alongside Jesus, being yoked to him. Very good. I, always think, I like to think of it as like linking arms yeah. together to, yeah. you know, side by side. That's a, that's a good, good way to to uh to describe it yeah so how are some ways that we can um protect our identity yeah sometimes when people travel if you've ever Mm -hmm. had the chance to travel outside of the country yeah uh, we often remind one another to identity with you you carry your passport passport. yeah Yeah. and and what do people tell you when you travel well don't lose your passport yeah that's you can replace almost anything if you lost your luggage that would that would be a bummer but you know, you can get new clothes yeah. or a new sunscreen or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but your passport's a trickier one to, yeah. you to never, replace. Never, never pack your passport in your checked baggage. No. You carry it with you all the time. You carry it mm-hmm. onto the plane and you're, you put it in your uh, carry-on or some people, what else? Yeah. They, they'll, I had, um, sometimes when we travel, I, it's almost like a, like a fanny pack, but it's flat and you wear yeah. it under your clothes and it keeps your... Yeah. your identity safe yeah when i travel i have a pouch that hangs around my neck yeah. and it has a room in there for a passport and maybe a credit card and i carry that around my neck like 99 percent of the time or yeah. it's locked in a safe in yep. the hotel room uh, because i want to protect that identity mm-hmm. and so similarly for us as christians how can we protect our true identity mm-hmm. well we discover what it is we open scripture we see our identity is and we've looked at some of these things already um that we are enough, mm-hmm. we are not abandoned. And then this last Sunday, as I presented the truth that we are co-laborers together with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that package that describes who we are, our identity, we need to keep that close to our heart all the time. Mm-hmm. And don't let Satan snatch it away or replace it. He might switch it out with a false identity that's not gonna help us, that's gonna get mm-hmm. us into problems. And so the best way to keep that identity close to our heart, I think, is, is memorizing some of these things, mm-hmm. storing these truths in our hearts, yep. reminding ourselves of them regularly mm-hmm. so that we don't misplace them or get them twisted or exchanged, stolen, and replaced with a false ID. It's almost like memorizing your maybe driver's license yeah. number or credit card number or something like that. Your I don't... social insurance number. Yes. I don't know if everybody's done that, but yeah. oh, I did that I... as a teenager and that's helped me up so oh. many times just to be able to quote my social I struggle insurance to, number. it's funny, my husband has, I think all four of ours memorized, but I don't, yep. 
I, they don't stick in there quite the same. So maybe that's a (laughs) lesson for me to do some more memorizing. Um, Interesting. So, but why does the devil do that? What's in it for him? I'm glad you asked that question because right off the top, you asked a question to our listeners, you know, what makes the devil tremble? Yes. And so he's motivated to steal our identity Mm -hmm. because one of the devil's biggest fears is that we actually discover who we truly are. He doesn't want us to see our true identity in scripture. He wants to feed us in a false identity, Mm. one that will demoralize us, discourage us, one that will, like on this last Sunday, as I shared on the lie that it's okay to have a passive faith. He wants us to have an identity that's just going to put us on the sidelines, Mm -hmm. inactivate us in God's kingdom. And so that we just let life pass by and we don't accomplish much here on earth Mm -hmm. uh, in favor of God's kingdom. And then his kingdom doesn't grow. Right. I see. So it's almost like a, like a dam, maybe like he's putting up a dam to stop the flow. To stop. He would like to stem, yeah, yeah, stop the flow of the the spread of the gospel, the spread of God's love around the world in our communities. And if he can feed us a false ID that will change our behavior, Mm -hmm. it will modify our beliefs. It's going to impact the way we live our lives. And so he's afraid that we'll know who we truly are, because if we start to live according to our true ID, will have a wonderful impact in the world and God's kingdom will advance. Oh, he's so nasty, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. well, he's up against the ropes. And so he's, yeah. he's pushing back against the truth. Yeah. And we need to push back equally hard with the truth mm-hmm. against the lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Through this series, it just, um, I feel like I'm learning more and more how important it is to actually know God's word well and know it yourself i read something recently that said make sure that you read your bible don't just let someone else tell you what it says and that i don't know i'm linking the two in my mind a bit just as a maybe an encouragement for myself and for others to to read the bible yourself and to memorize some of it how important that is you know i can remember some scripture that i've memorized as a mostly as a child i can't say i memorize it quite as frequently as an adult but you know, as a, as a child, we certainly did. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's a good reminder of how important it is to continue that practice. Definitely. One of the things that this series seems to be exposing to me that I'm seeing is, is vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. And none of us like to feel vulnerable. No. And people who do have their identity theft, one of the things they're quick to say is, oh, I just feel like I was, uh, uh, I've just become vulnerable. I've been, uh, like exposed my, been exposed yeah. my personal space has been invaded and yeah. so i don't feel safe and that vulnerability it's wise to be aware that we are vulnerable but then instead of just feeling bad that we're vulnerable we put some things in place so mm-hmm. that we're not susceptible to the lot to the lies and that's something that's so valuable coming out of this sermon series is that we're receiving truths mm-hmm. about our identity that take away our vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and uh, that doesn't bode well for Satan and his purposes, but it certainly bodes well for us mm-hmm. as followers of Jesus. Oh, that's wonderful. Thanks, Trevor. Um, any closing thoughts or anything to add? To I think just to repeat uh, what we have been saying over the course of this series is to push back against the lies. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to stand up against Satan, to resist him, push back against the lie that it's okay to have a faith that's passive mm-hmm. and embrace with all of your heart the truth that we are co-laborers together with Jesus. 
That's great. Thank you very much. Just another reminder, if you have any questions about anything we have said today, you're welcome to reach Pastor Trevor at Trevor at WayneFleetBIC.com. And if you have any feedback for me or suggestions, I'd love to hear from you as well. And my email is Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. Um, And don't forget to send in your questions. We would love to hear from you and be able to answer some of them. So thank you for tuning in today and have a great week. We hope uh, we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.